Welcome to Montrose Podcast, the official podcast of Montrose School here in Medfield, Massachusetts, where girls are called to greatness. I'm your host, Mary Cahill Farella, and I'm very happy that you can join us. Maybe you're an avid supporter of Montrose, a current parent, or a friend of the school. Or maybe you're new to Montrose, an independent school for girls in grades 6 through 12, inspired by the teachings of the Catholic Church. Here, young women achieve academic excellence in a rich liberal arts environment by developing enduring habits of mind, heart, and character. Thanks for joining us as we explore topics that highlight the power of a Montrose education and how it affects the world around us. I've never been prouder of my colleagues, faculty, and staff. We, we are united. We've grown more agile, more creative. This is what education should look like, not operating schools and pandemics, but all of the adults with this with a shared vision of this is a this is a human formative institution how do we bring that work forward how do we create an environment and an ethos even under challenging circumstances where students can thrive and take ownership of their learning Welcome to season three of Montrose Podcast. In this episode, head of school, Dr. Karen Bolin, gives us an insider's view of what it's like to be opening school in the midst of a pandemic. From the stringent safety protocols to the heightened teacher collaboration, to the exuberance of the students, there is certainly more new than normal, but the maverick spirit is running strong. Dr. Karen Bolin, welcome back to Montrose Podcast. Thanks, Mary. It's good to be here. Walk us through what it looks like to reopen school in a pandemic. Sure. Well, well let me step back just a minute to um, say my, my team has been extraordinary. And it's, it's not just sheer willpower. It's been um, this shared leadership and commitment to staying focused on what do these young women need to flourish How can we accompany them? Um, How can we stay positive and purposeful while we um, prioritize ensuring that we can make this experience as as safe as possible um, and make the re-entry as much of a community building experience for those on campus as well as for those few who are remote because of distance or other circumstances, and um, how do we retain the agility um, in any uncertainty or any inevitable circumstances that might prompt us to shift? Um, and I think that the mindset and the skill set of our of our team saying, "Look, let's." let's really be clear on what we're aiming at. We are aiming at the highest caliber of teaching and learning. We are aiming at accompanying these girls. We are aiming at building community and connection. So I welcome the opportunity to, um, to bring you in the door. And I can bring you in the door um, by telling you the story of, of what, it, what it looks like here. And I think one of the one of the joys you know you walk in the front door you you see the courtyard and in the courtyard right now is 
is AP um, US history. And we've got girls in different tables under red umbrellas and on the balcony, all spread out six feet apart, you know, looking at world powers, preparing for a presentation. Just yesterday, there were middle schoolers in, in the parking lot, standing in a circle, all distance, sharing with like such animation, their meaningful minute presentations on, on summer nonfiction reads where they were highlighting something powerful. And what struck me was the level of listening and engagement and, um, and give and take. And then you see one or two students, you know, along the brook, sitting independently um, at a picnic table, either on a break or um, in, a, in a study hall. And then another group spread out in, inside a classroom or there's lots along, the, um, along our brook. Yesterday, we have several outdoor spaces. Um, and they were doing pre-calculus and, you know, I think we used to think as an, as an English teacher myself, you know, going outside could be fun for poetry or examining nature. Um, but otherwise sometimes people fear the distraction. I don't see distraction. I see, uh, I see appreciation. I, I see students nodding and acknowledging each other, responding. Um, it's extraordinary. So Karen, can you give us a sense? I mean, it's such a massive undertaking, but what are the types of safety protocols that you've had to put into place in order to be able to safely open school? Wow, there are, there are a number of them. Um, and of course they're outlined in great detail for our parents. Um, uh, but let me just highlight a, a few really important ones. Uh, every day, every student has to um, complete, do a, a daily health screening. And we have an app, the Magnus Health app. So we be sure before she enters the building, she has to answer a series of 10 questions, record her temperature and communicate that. Um, of course, every student and faculty member is required to wear a face covering um, in the school building and to maintain um, social distance. And we've got the arrows and distance markers throughout the school building in every space. And of course, the facilities team has been phenomenal setting up desks and chairs in every location at appropriate distances, um, cleaning and sanitizing between classes, having a staggered start and finish time so that the, the middle school comes in earlier, the upper school comes in a little bit later. Obviously, middle school leaves earlier, upper school leaves later everything we could do to de-densify um, movement in the hallways has been taken into account. There are, there are a number of um, specific protocols we are following, and then um, there are guidelines and principles that we are applying to different contexts from um, the classroom to athletics and, and student life and performing arts, obviously. There's, there's limitations, there's no singing. Um, but there's other things we can do virtually to engage the girls in performance. So those are just a few I can take off right now, but it's wow. extensive. It, it really is amazing. And you mentioned your facilities team. I'm imagining that so many of your existing teams, you've had to really tap to do, you know, new and more extensive work. What kind of new staffing teams have you had to put together to create for this challenge? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm a casting director and I love seeing people in the right seats and leveraging um, their strengths and discovering new talents. And this has been such a great joy for Katie Elrod, my, my co-pilot all the way. Um, we see, we've assembled these task forces, teaching and learning, which of course integrates technology and physical space, uh, the parent communications, because we've had to um, transmit so much home and schedule purposeful town meetings and virtual meetings with our parents to keep them informed, to keep the lines of communication open. Um, and of course, um, health and safety. And integral to all three of these is all the work of our facilities team and all the work of our technology integration team because um, that infrastructure uh, is, is so essential for us to deliver our program and mission in person and, and remotely. Of primary uh, concern is, is the health and safety of our students. And there's never been a moment in time where the school nurse has been demanded of more perhaps than in this pandemic. And, um, and Jackie Rose has been indefatigable um, and unflappable. And we're, we're so grateful to have her on our team. Yeah, I, I had a personal experience where Jackie called me about something not at all, you know, COVID related with one of my students. And I just thought, how are you even doing that, Jackie? Like, how are you doing your normal job because your new job is so massive? That's right. That's right. You know, in, in, in many respects, um, we've, we've created these little SWAT forces and it's been great fun because, you know, we've had an athletic director turn into, you know, a master safety team member and space management coordinator. You know, we've discovered, you know, the, the myriad talents of our, of our dean of students. Um, and of course, um, we all regard Katie Elrod as COVID Katie because of her international expertise on the topic, always available um, in, in any meeting. We'll make sure that nickname doesn't stick for Katie. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I got to tell you, Karen, as a parent, I'm not only impressed by things like the daily check-in safety protocols and all the things we might expect that you've had to put into place, but just around our table at dinner the other night, we were, you know, talking at Grace and adding our intentions. And all of a sudden out comes my sixth grader with a petition for Yemen and the people in Yemen. And it kicked off a whole conversation. And I thought, wow, this is so valuable, the experience they are getting right now. It's so true. And this is a huge testament to um, not only our student government team, who is really orienting that their first big and little sister event to service. Who are the children? Where are the needs greater than our own? And um, student government set up this guide. They had introductions to young people in Yemen and what the plight is there. And um, I'm so proud of them. I mean, they, they see that their call to greatness is not just to 
give their best every day, but to look at the many ways um, we can give back and contribute and inspire greatness in those around us. So that was a powerful event and um, just the beginning of what our Student Life Task Force has very intentionally set out to do. I mean, this team of incredible school leaders, which include naturally our, our Dean of Students and our Athletic Director, among others are so committed to keeping student connections, student activities and clubs vibrant, to engaging all of our student leaders and captains and what do you see? What can we do to keep everyone um, engaged? And so there's going to be an activities fair tomorrow. Um, there'll be short videos from every club in the school. We've had athletics every day on the field. It's, it's really, incredible to see um, all of our, our teams playing soccer, field hockey, cross country, volleyball, um, mindful stretching and fitness. Um, it's been really fabulous, but this has been deliberately and purposely orchestrated so that there's a, a high level of, of student involvement, but it's, it's safe. Um, it's coordinated and, and scheduled in a, in a really effective way. So I'm, I'm glad it's going home to the dinner table. And um, I look forward to hearing more of those anecdotes. If as the community, we could give you all an award, you know, a Tony, a Grammy, an Oscar right now for reopening, we would because it's that impressive. Uh, and it's, it's true. I, uh, the, the names are too numerous to count. It really is everyone. Um, it, it takes a village and a, a commitment. And I think that there's just a whole new level of creative problem solving. And what nurtures that is the collegiality, the clear aim, and, um, and the positivity, you know, because th these are stressful times. As I said to the girls on the first day of school, this is, this is a stress test. And we can be paralyzed by our stresses and just freeze with the, you know, uh, just be trapped by the anxiety, or we can reframe them and say, how are we taking care of each other? How are we um, growing stronger? What's the opportunity to grow in this? And, and what is that opportunity? Student government just unveiled their theme for the year. It's resilience. And so the girls have identified the huge opportunity for growth here. Um, and they know, and their mentors know, and their teachers know, we're going to continue to iterate. We're going to continue to remind ourselves that we're all works in progress. Um, it, this, this is a year for us to grow in, in fair-mindedness, um, in charity and respect for the dignity of each person. We know this has been a moment in, in history of, of unparalleled division. Um, we've seen incredible injustice. And so having courageous conversations in our classrooms and making space to, to listen and be curious and be respectful um, and honor people's freedom to, to create that space, this is important because these, these young women, they are our hope. What's really powerful to me 
is to see the smiling eyes behind those masks. Mm-hmm. What's very, really powerful to me, and we were worried about this, how do you connect? Um, and the level of connection that's evident in the way people are turning to each other and the way they're gesturing and the way, of course, we're making time for those distanced outdoor mask breaks that are short um, is phenomenal. In fact, one of my favorite things is seeing the field has 88 squares that they're, they're six by six squares and they're all 10 feet apart from each other so that you can have outdoor skills training in any sport. Um, and the, the girls have all of their own personal equipment and the PE and athletic director um, have protocols for how the girls um, will only touch their ball at a given moment in time if they go inside and play badminton they all have their own birdies they sanitize the rackets <laughs> but one of the um rituals that patty Bettinelli, our pe teacher does with the girls every morning is she said i'm trying to keep nourishing this attitude of gratitude so before class everyone speaks about something they're grateful for and she said karen i just wanted to let you know that this week, every day, um, you know, there's always a few who say how grateful they are to be back on campus and with, with everyone. I think one of the reasons, too, why the, the girls are so engaged, obviously, I mean, um, our teachers are really good. They're, they're passionate. They're dynamic. Um, they love history. They, they can bring uh, philosophy to life. Um, they make math visible and physical, and they're they're discovering science in every part of the campus. So that's that talent and that um, love for learning is is already there, but it's kind of being harnessed and channeled in a new way that is making it even better. There will be bumps in the road. There, there have been. And, and it's, this has been a bit of an extreme sport. I was telling someone, um, and we have to take care of each other. And, and that's why our, our, there's a certain wisdom in our Wednesday deep work from home day with a community event, an opportunity for faculty and staff, professional development, an opportunity, you know, to, um, take care of things on site at the facility. Um, there, there is a, there's a wisdom to that. It's, it's very purposeful and it's, it's helping with the pacing. Yeah, I know from a family perspective, we really see the wisdom in that, the sort of two days on campus, the one day not to recalibrate and regroup and reflect and then come back on for two days seems to be a good rhythm right now that you're hitting. That's right, that's right. And it, it does help everyone recalibrate that compass and, and, and get back, get back on track. I can only imagine as people hear about what a, what an engaged learning environment it is, even despite uh, pandemic times right now at Montrose, how are you and your staff handling increased interest in what you are doing as a school? That's a great question. Um, we're, we're doing it as, as we do everything in the admissions process. Um, we want people to to come in that we are welcoming them welcoming them into our community with some with some virtual visits and the very same 
process of, of getting to know Montrose, our mission, our program, um, getting to know each student and, and her family and seeing is, is this a fit? Well, Karen, thank you so much for everything you're doing for your teams and your leadership um, at this particularly challenging time. It's really appreciated. Thank you, Mary. And I'm so grateful to be part of this school community that's so incredibly supportive. Our, our families, our benefactors, our alumni cheering us on. Um, it, it really, we, we appreciate all the support. I'm your host, Mary Cahill Farella, and I'd like to thank Dr. Karen Bolin for joining me to give us an insider's view into opening school in a pandemic. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay tuned. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Montrose Podcast. Please subscribe so that you'll be the first to know about future episodes and share the podcast with your friends and family. If you'd like to donate to Montrose Podcast, your gift will go directly to tuition assistance, a critical part of our mission to keep a Montrose education accessible. Thank you for doing your part to plant the seeds of lifelong Montrose friendships and ensure that each Montrose graduate takes with her a life compass to navigate the challenges beyond Montrose and seize opportunities to shape our changing world.